0: Shas Illuminated presents the following shiur by Rabbi Avraham Shore. Meseches Moed Kotton has been dedicated Le'iloy Nishmas, Peril Bas, Rabbi Yehoshua Heshel HaKayin. Moed Kotton, Dafyud Gimel. In the Mishnah at the bottom of Dafyud Me Mebeiz, we learned that if a person is Mechaving Malachte B'moyed, he plans things such that he's now faced with a case of Adav HaOved, on HaMoyed, but he could have done it before Yamtif. Then The Din is Yoiveidu. Which means that we make a knas, they lose the things that they did the malacha with. And mm-hmm. the Gemara asks, What happens if a person was given molachta b'moyed? He was mechave molachta, he planned it the way that he's not supposed to. Umayz, and then he died. Do we give the same knas to the person's children? Now, essentially, there are two ways to understand what the Gemara suffix is. Remember we explained in the Dafyid Beis that there are two Chalakim to the Kinas that Chazal instituted when a person is mechav to Number one, if the person did not yet do the malacha, Bezdin does not allow him to do the malacha on Cholomoyed since he was mechavim and since he waited until Cholomoyed and could have done it before. The second chilek of the kenas is that if the person actually did the malacha on Cholomoyed, Bezdin is ma'abed, their mafkir, that thing that he did the malacha with. So in our Gemara, we can understand that Rabbi Yirmiya is asking one of two things. Either his shailah relates to the first chalik of the kenas or it relates to the second hailik of the knaas. Meaning we could be talking about a person who was Mikhavain and he died before he had a chance to do the malacha. And now our question is do we give the kenas to his children, not allowing them to do the malachah on chalamay? Just like we cancel the father and we tell him, You're not allowed to do the malacha on chalama'i. And the other way we can understand is we talk, talking about a person who actually did the Malacha on Khalamaid. He was Mechavah Malachtai, he was over the din, and he did the Malacha, where we said that there's a Knast, that Chazal, take it away from him. They're Mafkir, these Nechassim The nechassim that he did the malacha with And they cause that he can't have enough from them So now the question is If the person did the malacha And he dies Do we do the same thing to his children? Are we mafkir the nechassim That the father did the malacha with? And this is a machloikis rishaynim in our sugya Rashi in Dibra Maschil Mahu sheikonsu Bonav of Understands the second way That our Shailah is talking about a person Who did the malacha And now the question is Do we make it that the children cannot have have Hanoh from that Malacha. However, Toysfis in Dibra Maskel Im Tim clearly learns the first way. Toysfis says when explaining the Gemara that differentiates between the Shaila concerning a person who puts a Mum in a Bukhar, which you're not allowed to do, and if a person does put a Mum in the Bukhar, Bidafka, to make it about Mum so that he could be Nana from it, we make it Knas that he no longer could be Nana from that Bukhar. So Rabbi Yirmiya speaks out that even in tim even if you hold that the din is legabi that knas that we give the knas to the sun as well that could be mishum de isura de that's the gears that we have in front of us in the gemara that when a person puts a mum in a bukhar is being over an iser deiraisa. So therefore, the kanas is a more severe kanas, and it deserves to be passed down to his son as well. Mashaen king being mechaving malachtoy b'moyed is only an iser drabanan. That is the pashta in the Gemara according to the Girsa that we have in front of us. However, Tosfah says that the way to read the Gemara is im tim tsarum oizen a umez Even if you'll say that when a person puts a mum. Into a bachar. we gave the Canas to his son as well. Says Toisfis, that is only mishum Assa isura. Toisfis says, don't read it because he did an iser da'iraisa. Rather, you could say very simply, over there by the bechayer, when a person put a mum, he did an isur. A person was over an isur, so we give the knas to him and his son. Masha enkein says Taisfiz, it was a mechavim loy isura He did not yet do an isur. All he did was wait until cholamoyid. Because toisviz understands that the knas that we're discussing in our gemara is the person waited until cholamoyid, and the question is, should we give the knas to the son that he's not allowed to do the malacha now on cholamoyid? Rashi actually... Is in the Gemara, Mishum, the because, like we said, Rashi understands that the case that we're talking about is where the person actually did the Malacha already on Khalamoid. So we can't say that the chilik between this and the Tsaram Oizen Bukhar is that Tsaram Oizen you did a Malacha, you did an Isir, and over here you did not yet do the Isir, because you did the Isir already. So therefore the only way to be Mechal between Tsaram Oizen Bachar and our case is that by Tsaram Oizen you did an Isir da Iraisah. Mashayn here, the Isir that you did was only an Isir da even though we know that Shitas Rashi is that doing a malacha on chalamoyit is an iser raisa, says the Ritva that doesn't make a difference because the iser by a davar ha'oved to do the malacha wait until chalamoyit and then do it on chalamoyit is not an iser deiraisa. Davar ha'oved is something which is muter mediraisa. So if a person waits and does it dafka on chalamoyit is only being over in iser Rabban, and even according to Shitas Rashi. Now, it happens to be that Rashi in Gittin, where we have a very similar sugya to the one here, explains the Gemara's Shaila the way that Toisvis in our sugya explains. Meaning that we're talking about where he did not yet do the Malacha, and the question is, did we give the Kras to the son, telling him that he's not allowed to now go and do the Malacha? However, over there, it's Mukher to explain that way in the Gemara. Because in the Gemara, it speaks out the Tzadim of the Suffolk and the reason to differentiate between our case of leaving malacha over till the last minute before chalamoyed, and the case over there in Gittin, which our Gemara brings as well, which is where a person was over the iser and sold his eved to a guy, so the Gemara explains that there's a difference between our case and that case of selling your eved, even if the halacha is that a person who's keeping malacha to be loy the Gemara says that could be mishum deloy avad isura. He wasn't over any Isser. where a person sold his Eved, he did do an Isser. So you see from the lush of the Gemara over there that the case that we're discussing is where the person did not yet do the Isser. And Rashi doesn't change the gears over there. And Rashi even speaks out. We're talking about a case where the person passed away before yomtiv, so he never was over the Isser. So we see that Rashi is getting it directly from the Gemara. The Gemara is using the fact that the person was not over an Iser to explain the difference between our case and the case of selling your Evet. So why in our sugya does Rashi explain that we're talking about a case where the person was already over the iser? The answer is very simple. It's not Rashi's fault. The Gemara does it because our Gemara, when trying to explain the difference between a person who left his malacha till the last minute before chalamoid and the person who sold his eved, the Gemara does not say Im tim mar machar lo'ev momeis, if. You hold that in a case where a person sold his evid, the son does get a kanas. Mishum the avari surah Mashe in the case of a person who left his malacha till chalamoy was not over necessary. That's not what the Gemara says. The Gemara says something totally different. The Gemara says imtim zloimer mochar after loev kecham momez kansu achrob mishum the kol yoima mafkele The reason why it makes sense to give a person a kinas and give that kinas even to his son is because it's a much worse avla. The person every second. That he remains in the reshus of the guy, he's not being oisig b'mitzvahs. Masha'enkeh, in our case, it's not a perpetual chet. There's nothing ongoing that would propel us to give a knas to the son as well. So if anything, the fact that our Gemara does not say that the chiluk between the two cases is that by selling your Eved, the person was already over an Iser. enkin, in our sugya, you were not yet over an Iser. That shows us that our Gemara is talking about a case where you already were over the Iser, like Rashi explains. And the Karen actually asks this as a question on Toisviz. He says that since, according to Toisviz, we're talking about a case where the person has not yet been over the Isser, why does the Gemara have to come on to the reason by Evid that you're constantly in a state where he's not being Kaim Mitzviz? Let the Gemara just say that by Evid you were over the Isser of selling him, as opposed to in our case you were never over any Isser. Now, in fact, in the Safer based Mayor in Eura Chaim, Simon Tovkov Ches, he uses our Gemara as a Raya that the Knas includes to Chalakim, like we mentioned before. Because he brings down that there are Rishonim that understand that the Knas only had one part to it. The Knas of a person who leaves his malacha up until Yom Tif, so that he could do it on Cholomoyed with Chazal or Mesakin was that you're not allowed to do the Malacha. What happens if the person did the Malacha? They weren't mafkir as Nechassim. So he says from the Gemara in Gittin, there's a strong mashmoo. like that side because the Gemara only discusses the fact that the person gets a kenas when he did not do an Iser. That's what the Gemara says. However, he says from our sugya, you see not like that. You see that there's even a Knaas when the person already did the Iser. The Gemara in B'Chayrus actually follows the pattern of the Gemara in Gittin, not our Gemara. There, the Gemara is talking about the case of Tsarim Oizen B'Chayr, and it says that even if you say that a person who is Mechaveh Malachte B'Moyed U'Meis Loikansu B'Noi Acharav, that's only because he did not do an Isser, but Hacha So it comes out that essentially we have two ways of learning our Gemara, like we said, Rashi and Toysvis. Toysvis learns our Gemara just like the Gemaras in Gittin and in Bechayris, that we're only talking about a person who did not do the Malacha until Yom Tov. he left it over, he didn't have a chance to do anything, and then he died. And the Shailah is, do we give a knas to the son, not allowing him to do the malacha? There, just like the Gemara in B'chairus and the Gemara in Gittin explain that the Kula of the case of Mechav malach and is that he was loy avari surah, Tysus wants to learn the same way in our Gemara. And that's why they take out the word Deiraysa. Because the point that's mechalik between the case of Mechav malach and and the case of tzarim oizem is not that term oizem becher is Raisa and this is derabanan. The, the difference is much deeper. There you did an iser, and here you didn't do an iser. And the one question that remains unanswered, according to this is the current Ayris question, which is that why, when the Gemara raises the issue of the person who sold his eved, doesn't the Gemara say that a person who sold his eved was over an iser? Mashain came. The person who was mechav did not do an iser. Why does the Gemara have to resort to a new tam that the person who sold his eved is mafgalei? my mitzvahs that is according to Toysviz. Rashi learns that in our sugya we are the word Deiraysa because he learns that our sugya is talking about a person who already was over the iser And the only difference between our case and the case of Term Oizen Mechar is that one is an Yisr and one is an Yisr The case of Term Oizen is a Our case is Deirabonah. And Lefizeh, we don't have the question of the Karen Oira. We understand why the Gemara needs to resort to a time to be Mechal between the person selling his event and the person who is it's not that the person who sold his Evan was over an Iser and our person was not an even Iser because they were both over surim It's just that the person who sold his Evan put him in a position where kol yoy and the person who did the malacha on Chalamoyed didn't do anything that drastic. His time was over a one-time Iser. We are left wondering though according to Shitas Rashi why is it that the sugya in Gittin and in Bechayris focus on the case of Molochah where the person didn't not yet do an isser. Masha'en in our sugya, for some reason is focused on the additional case where the person was already over the isr of doing malacha on Cholomoyed and we're discussing the second chilek of the knas. The knas that they were mafkir, is not allowed to have an no from the thing that he did the malacha with. Why would we do that? At least according to Toy's Fists, it's all uniform. The three sugyas are talking about the same exact knas. According to Rashi, we choose to discuss a different case than the case in the other sugyas and that is Tzaruchiyan. Now concerning the din, that a person who sells his eve to a guy, that we gave him a special knas, it's important to point out that there as well, there are two chalakim to the knas that Chazal Mesakin. It's not like in our sugya, where the two chalakim relate to two different cases. Over here we have two different scenarios. One scenario is where the person did not yet do the malacha and we say there's a knas, don't do the malacha on Chalamoyed. And the other scenario is which he already did the malacha, and we tell him that you're not allowed to have enough from the malacha. we're mafkirit, etc. By uh, selling your Evid, there's one case. The scenario is where the person sold the Evid. However, there are two things that Chazal said as a result of his having been over that isser. Number one, where Mekhayev the person to be poyde the Evid, even for ten times the value of the Eved. That the Gemara says over there in Gittin, daf Dathmemdalar now there's also a halacha that if the Evid runs away from his non-Jewish master, his old master, the Jew that sold him to the guy, is no longer allowed to be meshabed this Evid. And that is what says Bepheirush in the Mishnah and Daphim Gilmah, in Gittin, that if a person sells his Evid to a guy, or to Chutzlar, it's Yotza ben chayrin, He goes out free. So that means that even though he ran away from his master, the Adain is no longer allowed to use him as his Evid. And once again, we have to ask, which one of these two Gezeris, these two Knosses, is Rabbi Yirmiya referring to when he discusses the possibility of giving the knas to the son? We could be asking, is the son, Mechuyiv, to be Poyde, the Eved, for ten times its value, like the father has to do? However, we could also be asking the question, as to whether when the Eved now goes and runs away from his Adain, does the son lose his Bailas in the Eved as well? Now, if you'll notice, in Rashi Debar Maskel Macher Avdoi, he only brings down the second part of the Xeru that we mentioned. He says the e Borach Min HaEved Gechavim. If the Eved runs away from the guy, Ain Yisrael Yochal LeKoifay LaAvi Dosay. The Emes Ain Bonav Yechayl On LeKoifay. Rashi and Gittin, on the other hand, says Maushi Yiknesu Has Benoy Lifdosay. He learns that the Gemara's Shaila in the Gemara and Gittin relates to the first part of the Xerah that we mentioned. The fact that the father had to go and be it now the question is, does the son also have a khiv to be paid to him for 10 times his value? Once again, Rashi in Bechayrez learns the sugya there, just like he learns the sugya in Gittin. So Mechayus and Gitni understands that we're talking about the case where the Eved did not yet run away. And the Shaila that's being discussed is whether the son has to be pointed just like the father does. And Arasugi is talking about where he ran away. And the question is whether the son loses Bylus on the Eved just like the father would have lost Bailas. One can ask, and this ha'ara appears in the Geist of the Purus Yosef over here, that how is it possible for the Ben not to have the Knas? After all, it would seem that the Knesset Chachamim were Misakin when the person sold his Eved to the Guy is that he already is Yetzel at that moment. Meaning as follows. Without the special Knesset Chazal were Misakin for a person that sells his Eved to a Guy, the halacha would be that he immediately, automatically goes back to the original Adayn. And that's because a Guy cannot really have a Kenyan on a Jew. So the Eved essentially is still owned all along by the Jew. It's just that he sold rights to the guy to be meshabbat with this person. So it was like he sold him as a worker. The moment he runs away and he's Mavkiah, the bailus of the guy, he automatically goes back to original Adoin who didn't lose ownership. Came along Chazan, they were Mishakadet, so like the 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 which means that they were Mavkiah the Eved. They said that the Eved is no longer owned by the first Jew. So if that's what Chazal or Mesakin, how could anybody even imagine that the son would be allowed to be Meshavid, the Evid? The father already lost Bailas of that Eved. And This seemingly was Chal already back then, as soon as he sold him to the guy At that moment, Chazal said, okay, we're mafkia you're buy-less. So how could that possibly change when the father dies? The Ksav Soifer in Archaim, Simon Pei, says a big Chiddush. He says that Chazal were not mafkir the Eved the moment the person sold the Eved to the guy, Rather, only at the point that the Eved ran away from his Adon did they choose to be mafkir the Eved. And therefore, he says, we can be talking about a case where the Eved ran away from his Adain after the father died. And the Gemara's shaila is, does the running away of the Eved trigger off the same response, Gabi the son, as it does Legabe the father. And this is a Kiddush because why should it be that way? Why should Chazal be Misakin, that he should lose his Bailas only after the Evid runs away? It would seem that the Ksav Seifer holds that Chazal's Takana was only instituted when it becomes practically Negea Lemaise. Since while it was under the guy, it was not Negea because... Even if the original owner has a bilus on a theoretical level, it has no expression l'halacha. Therefore, the point at which there were mafkiya, his bilus is only after he runs away because then it becomes negeah. Alternatively, we can be the lashon of Rashi in our sugya. Rashi's lashon is, The ibarach min ein Yisrael the immeis ain't bun of Yechaylun le Rashi seems to be saying that Chazal actually were not really Misakin that the Eved is taken away from the Adayn. Rather, Chazal were Misakin that it's Asifram to be Kaifem lavaidosa. He's not allowed to force him to work. Now, even though the loshen of the Mishnah and Gittin is, that he's Yotze ben Chayrin, we could understand that the fact that he goes at L'cheiris is only a product of the Takonetz Chazal, that he's not allowed to be Mishabed him. Because the moment a person is in a situation in which he has an Evet that he cannot be Mishabed, the Evet automatically goes L'cheiris. Therefore, it could be that Legabi the Ben, we didn't give him the first step, which is that he's not allowed to be Koyfe, the Evet, to work. And in turn, Memele, he will now not go L'cheiris. There's an interesting chuva from the Narbi Yehuda, Madura Kamasim and Chav, where he says that where we know that the halacha is that the chametz becomes asr, and this is a knas because the person wasn't mevair the chametz before Pesach. He says that it would be asr if the person then dies, it would be asr to his son as well. And he explains that by chametz, since it was ready chal, a shame isser, on the gufa chametz, it will not go away. The, the isser that was chal on the chametz doesn't just leave when the person dies. Because it's not like now the gather of the isser is a knas. Maybe the siba iser, the cause for the isser, is that we wanted to give a knas to the owner. But what that in turn caused was that the chametz should become asser. Therefore it's going to be asser to the son as well. And this you really see in the Lashen of our Gemara, because the Gemara says, when giving us the Tut Stadim, it says, do we say, gavra Rakanes Rabbanon V'ha the Rabbana were, kindness the person, and the person is no longer here, Eidil Mamamayna Kainis Rabbanon V'ha meaning that as soon as the Kinas is hal on the Heftza, the moment, so then the Kinas remains. So too, L'Gab'i Chamech, Shavu Pesach, since Chazal, Asr, the Heftza, they said that the chametz becomes Asr, that Kinas will remain. The Mishnah tells us, You're not allowed to buy houses, Avadim, animals, unless you're doing it. There are two ways to understand this line in the Mishnah. The simple way to understand the Mishnah is that the only thing that is usher to buy on Chalmoyed is these three things, batim, avadim, Behema, because their purchase involves a great piercing. And that means that it would come out that other things you're allowed to purchase no matter what. Even if it's not, let's say However, toysfis in Debra Maschal ain say b'shem the Rabbeinu Yosef, that huadin b'shar all th- other things, not just batim avadim, and behemoths are Usr to sell or purchase during Chalamoid. It's Usr to sell peris as well, he says. Unless you're doing it L'tzer Chamoid, of course. So why did the Mishnah single out these three things? Says Toys in order to tell me the Chiddush, that even these three things, which involve tremendous perisum, if it's L'tzer Chamoid, then you're allowed to buy them. So Toys shita is that everything is really usr unless it's L'tzer You're not allowed to do any form of commerce that's not Lutzer HaMoyed. There are rishonim that argue on Toisfiz, The Beis Yosef in simon Kuf, Lam, and brings down these rishonim: the Ereim, the rekech, the Augur, and the Meiri in our Sugi brings down such a Shita as well. They all hold that the Iser is only Shaykh to these three things, Batim, Avadim, and animals. All other things you're allowed to buy, you don't need the Tenai that it's Lutzer HaMoyed it's really machloikas. Machloikas between the Mechaber and the Ramah. The Mechaber paskins like toysfis. You're not allowed to buy anything that's not Lezer ha And the Ramah, this is in Simen Tav Kof l-m-tess. In Sif Yud paskins like the Rekeach. The Mishtebrurah over there in Tav Kof in Sifkat and Mem Gimel, he brings several paskim that say that you should not be Mako like the Ramah. And therefore a person should not buy things that's not letzer ha on hal If it happens to be that if he doesn't purchase it now, he's not going to find it for a significantly lower price that he can now find it for, then it's already considered like a Davra oven and then he's allowed to. Now the other exception brought down in the Mishnah to the rule that you're not allowed to buy things on Cholamoyed, or the rule that you're not allowed to buy Batmavadim and behemis, is that you're allowed to buy L'tzerich HaMoycher She'inle Mayoychel. Even if I don't need it L'tzerich HaMoyed, but if the Moicher doesn't have what to eat, I'm allowed to buy it from him. The Gemara brings down a shayla. Rava HaAsar of Nachman, what about Sechar Po'ula she'en If a po'il doesn't have what to eat, am I allowed to hire him to do work for me on Chalamoyed in order that he should have what to eat? And the Gemara is it from the lashon of the brisa that you're allowed to hire a po'il who's e'en lo'i mayoychal. However, according to some poiskim, there's a Chilik between the Din, that you're allowed to purchase something from a Mo'cher who's e'en mayoychal, and the Din, that you're allowed to hire a Poyol, who's in Yoichal. Buy a Moicher who doesn't have what to eat. It's mutter for him to sell and for me to buy from him. Even if he has what to eat, it's just that he wants to be Marviyach a little bit more so that he can be Moitzi Yaitzot, Let's say he wants to buy special foods. Or like Yerushalmi says, you're allowed to purchase from him in order that he should be able to buy finer wines there's a According to the Magan Avram in Simon the only time that it's mutter to employ a is if he doesn't even have enough to buy Lechem umayim. If he doesn't have enough to buy bread and water, then you're allowed to employ him. But otherwise you're not allowed to. However, the Lyrabah holds that even over here, there's a heter if the person wants to buy extra things like buser and yayin, The us say and The the end of Simon Kuf Wants to be toil this Bavli and and Ayin Shom. Now, after establishing that the din that you're allowed to do something for somebody is true not only by a moicher but even by a poil, the Gemara asks from a Mishnah in Psochem that is discussing the Isser malacha on erev Pesach. Over there, it's mavur that even those places where the minig is not to do malacha on erev Pesach before chatzois. So in those places, it's Usr to do Malacha. Nevertheless, there are three balai melacha that are mutter to do Malacha on Erev, Pesach, Koyrim, Chatzos. They are the chayatim, saparim, and Koivsin. A tailor, a barber, and a laundromat. And in the brisa, it's Mavur that the reason behind these three exceptions is because Erev, Pesach, since it is more kal than khalomoyed... We're Matir any Malacha that there's some sort of oifen where you're allowed to do that malacha on Khalamoid. And since even on Khalamoid there's a heter for Sapurman Koivsin to do malacha, what is that? If somebody comes from Mudina Sayyam or came out of Besar Asurim, then we know that it's mutter to cut his hair, it's mutter to wash his clothes, even on Khalamoid. So we therefore are matter that malachah on Erev Pesach. That's the rule. Erev Pesach you could do something that has an oifen of heter on Chalamoyed. Similarly, the Gemara says that since a hediyot is allowed to sew, so a professional tailor is allowed to do his malacha even though he's a professional, on Erev Pesach before Chatzais, in those places where the makam is, not to do malacha because there's an oifen of heter. A hediyot could do the Tfira on Any Anytime you have an oifen of heter on Chalamoyed, it's mut to do that malacha in every scenario on Erev Pesach. So the Gemara asks that if you're going to tell me that a person who is a poil and he doesn't have what to eat, then it's muter on as well, that means that every single profession should really have a heter on Erev Pesach before Chatzais. Because essentially every single profession has an oifen of hetter to do the malacha on Cholamayit, which is the case at Einle ma now, the Ritva asks that why did the Gemara have to ask from our case of the Poyal who's allowed to do malacha when he doesn't have what to eat? If indeed there's a rule that on Erev Pesach you're allowed to do malacha whenever you have an oifen of heter on cholamayd to do that malacha, why can't we say that every single malacha has an oifen of heter on cholamayd, which is when it's a of it? So, since you have a heter when it's of it to do the malacha on cholamayd as well, it should be mutter on Erev Pesach. And now, essentially, every malacha should be mutter on Erev Pesach. Answers the ritva, that since Davar ha'avid, according to Rabbi Yehuda and dafir alf Base, the din is that when you do malacha for a Davar ha'avid, you have to do it with a shinoi. It's not defined as something that is inherently mutter to do in a specific scenario. When is it that we say that on Erev Pesach you're allowed to do a malacha that has an oifen of hetar and chalmayr? Only if the oifen of hetar and is kidarkay. And that's actually the lashon of the <speaking in> Bresa. <Hebrew> since, says the Ritva, this brisa may be Rabbi Yehuda, the Gemara has no right to ask a Kasha on Rabbi Yehuda from the case of Davra Ovid. Since his Shita is that Davra Ovid, you have to do a Shinoi. Now, the lumdus behind the Ritvaz Teretz is as follows. When we say that it's mutter to do on Erev Pesach, melachas that have a heter on Cholomoyid, what we mean is that you see that those melachas have leniencies. The leniency that we see in the melacha is the fact that there are certain scenarios on Cholomoyid in which they are mutter. And that is like the idea that you find many places in Shas that the Gemara will say that a certain din is more kal, it's more lenient because it's hutar michlaloy. Hutter michlaloi means that the Torah, or the Rabbanan, didn't answer the thing in all scenarios. There are certain scenarios in which the Isr originally wasn't chal. However, the din of davr Avid, if you indeed need a shinoi, is not a statement about the melachis. It doesn't show me that melachis are hutter michlalam when it comes to a Davra Avid. Because if that were the case, I wouldn't require a shinoi. Rather... It's a statement about the kayach of the davar ha'avid, the Hefsid that you may suffer to override the malacha. This is what we explained back on Dafyud Aleph as being the difference between hutra and dechuyah. Hutra means that programmed into the original iser is the fact that in this particular scenario it's not aser. Dechuyah means that it is aser, it's just that there's an overriding factor being doich the iser. The best barometer to determine whether it's hutra or dachuya is if you need a shinoi. If we tell you that when we allow you to do the malacha of Davra avid, you still have to do it with a shinoi, that means that the isser is still here. It's not as though the isser was never said in this scenario. The isser was said, but you have something overriding it. When we have some of the overriding it, we tell you, okay, so do it at least with the shinoid. So when is it that we told you that an Erev Pesach you're allowed to do a malacha that you're allowed to do, that you have a scenario in which you're allowed to do it on Cholomoyed? Only if the malacha is one that's hutra on Cholomoyed. Because then the fact that you're allowed to do it on Cholomoyed in a certain scenario shows that it's more kal, that it's a malacha that wasn't given in all scenarios. But if all we know about on Cholomoyed is a din d'chuyah, like by Davra Avid, then we see nothing about the essence of the malacha. We don't see that it's the type of malacha that was not given in all scenarios. It was given in all scenarios. And you just have some certain overriding factors. So that would seem to be the oymik of what the ritva is saying. Now, the Gemara's maskana is that we can't ask questions from the din of Erev Pesach to the din of Chalamoyed. Even if there are certain scenarios in which you're allowed to do malacha because the poil doesn't have what to eat, that doesn't mean that that malachah is always going to be mutter on Erev Pesach because there's a scenario in which on Chalmoyer you're allowed to do it. Because, as the Gemara says, there's a big difference between the din of Erev Pesach and the din of Chalmoyer. The din of Chalmoyer, mishum tirchahu, the reason why there's an Isra to do malachah on is because of tircha. Therefore, says the Gemara, b'mokkam pseda since the whole Iser is because of Tircha, the Iser of Tircha is in order that you shouldn't be in your Simchas Aregel because you're so busy doing Malacha. So when there's a loss involved, so you'll have a bigger mania from Simchas Yomtev because you're going to be busy thinking about your loss of money. The reason why on Erev Pesach it's Aser to do Malacha is because we want to make sure that the person is available to do the tsurcha Yomtev. He shouldn't be busy doing other things. And therefore, midi did yomtiv yomtev, things that involve tzarech Yomtif, you're allowed to do, shoor rabbonon. Midi de laf yomtiv lo'y shor Rabbanan. That's why these three, Poyalim, exclusively are muttered to work on Erev Pesach. Because all three of them, tailors, barbers, and laundromats, involve work that's le yomtiv. So what it sounds like from the maskana of this Gemara, is that that which the Gemara said earlier, and the Lashon of the brisa. Is mevur, That the whole reason why you're allowed to do Malacha, these three Malachas you're allowed to do on Erev Pesach, is because they are Malachas that have a Kula on Chalamoyed, Hedyat, Toifer, etc., is not really the tam Because it comes out now that the real reason why you're allowed to do these things is because they're Litzurik Yomtev. So it really has nothing to do with the fact that there is a Heter to do these Malachas on Chalamoyed. And that's how the Ritva seems to learn. It brings down Mishim rashi and toisvis. That there's a machloikas here in our Gemara. Rav Ashi, who is giving this teretz, understands that it's not the Tom. That which we said, that you're allowed to do it because there are fanim of hetar and chalamoid, is not the ikertam. The ikertam is because they're l'tzeruch yomtif. The Gemara was just adding an additional tam to the main tam. The main tam is l'tzeruch yomtif, and the Gemara is adding the fact that there are also certain leniencies in these malachas, since you find fanim of hetar and chalamoid. However, the Karen Ora asks that in the Gemara Pesachim, we find the Machloikes between Rabbi Yoseb, Rabbi Yehuda, and the Chachamim, if a Sandler is also one of the people that's allowed to do Malacha on Erev Yomtev. And the Svara behind saying that he could do Malacha on Erev Pesach is because there is an Oifen of Heter for Oile Regalim who come and need their shoes fixed. They're allowed to go to a Sandler and get their shoes fixed even on Cholamayid. The tzad that the Gemara says that they're not included in those that are allowed to do melacha on Erev Pesach, is that it's not as if they're totally mutter to do their malacha on Chalamoyed, because that which we find that for early regalim, they're allowed to work, that's only in order to fix already existing shoes. But to manufacture new shoes, we never find an oifen of heter, we never find any way that a sandler is allowed to make new shoes. So asks the Karen Oyer that if you understand like the Ritva that the Iker Tam is that you, anything that's L'tzeruch Yomtif you're allowed to do on Arab Pesach, then what, what's the Gemara Shila? You should be allowed to manufacture new shoes since that l'tzer, is L'tzeruch Yomtif. And therefore the Karen Oyer learns a different Pshad in Arab Gemara. He learns that the Gemara is not saying that the Bryce is Lavdafka. He learns that the main time, the reason why these three people are allowed to do molacha on Erev Pesach is because, like the Braith says, that we find Aifanim of Heter for them on Cholomoyed. So there's leniencies with any molacha that you're allowed to do in certain scenarios on Cholomoyed. However, when the Gemara says at the end that it's only because it's L'tzeruch HaMoyed, the Gemara means to qualify the statement that we made. When is it that you're allowed to learn from the leniencies that you can do Melachas on Cholomoyed only if those leniencies come from the fact that they are L'tzeruch HaMoyed? If, for example, the reason why it's mutter and Chalamoyed is because it's a of ha'avid, then you cannot learn out from there to Erev Pesach. The only things that you can learn out from Chalamoyed to Erev Pesach is things that on Chalamoyed are mutter because they're Lutzeruch Yomtiv. The mela says the Karen Ayra, we understand the suffix of the Gemara and Psachim Because since... Making new shoes is something that we do not find on Chalamoyed at hetar for. So the din to be mater on Erev Pesach will not start. The first thing that you need is that there's an oifen of hetar on Chalamoyed. All the Gemara is doing though is saying that when could you learn out from Chalamoyed if the things that are mutter on Chalamoyed are mutter because they're L'Tzeruch Yomtif. The Mishnah tells us two halachas. Mi You're not allowed to be mefana kalim. From one house to another. As the Gemara is going to explain, that from one house to the chatzar that is off that house, it's mutter. Because there's less tircha involved. And the whole reason why you're not allowed to be mefana, mi le lebayas, is because there's tircha. And on Chalamoia, they were not matter things that involved tircha. The Ritva says, because it's nire kemasa choyl, it's like uvda I'll punim. The Mishnah brings down a second din. It says, You're not allowed to take kalim that you gave to an uman to fix and bring them home. Now, Rashi says that the reason for this halach is also because of tircha. However, the Nimuki Yosef and the Ran give a different reason. They say that the reason why you're not allowed to take kalim home is because people who see you, taking them home will be choshed, that you gave them to the Uman to be mesakin on Cholamoyed. So these are two separate reasons, either because of Tircha or because of Chashad. Says the Moggen Avram in Simitof Kuf Lamed Vov, that there's a big nafkamina between these two reasons. And that is, are you allowed to take kalem home from Beis HaUman if you're taking it into the same Chatzar that the Beis HaUman is found in? Because if you learn like Rashi That the reason why they assert Taking home Kelum and Beis Ha'uman Is because of Tircha Well we know from the Resha of the Mishnah That anytime it's Then it's Mutter Because that's how Abaya Explains the Seifa of the Mishnah He says It means There's less Tircha involved So of course if the reason for Amavi and Kelim Beis uman is because of Tircha, like Rashi, so then it would be mutter. However, if you learn that it's because people are going to be Chayshed, that you gave it into the uman today, then you still will have the problem of Chashad. So the Mughan Avram says, according to those him, it would be Aser, even Lebayis Sheba Oyser Now the Gemara asks the Stira between the Din of Our which says Eimevi mm-hmm. and Kelim Beis uman. And the Mishnah Sachim that says that The Gemara's terits is, this is the terits that Rapapa gave Rava, who was trying to see if they're capable of answering the question. And he says, The Mishnah is only talking about our which is not as Chomor as Cholomoyed. Which means that on Erev Pesach, even though they answered Melacha, but they didn't answer things that are only Asr and Cholomoyed, Because of the Tircha involved. If there's Tircha and no Malacha, it's not Osr on Erev Pesach. The second Territz the Gemara gives is that both of them are talking about Cholamoit. However, you're allowed to take things home. If you are not Ma'aminoit. If you don't trust the uman, as the Gemara then goes and brings a brisa to that effect, the brisa says mevi and kalum, mi beisa uman, kigain kad, mi beisa kader, etc., which are things litzarich amoyed. Avoloid semr, mi beisa tsabav like kalum, mi beisa uman. You can't take things that are not litzarich moyed. Because you're not allowed to be toireach for things that are not letzer However, says the b'raisa, If the uman doesn't have what to eat, then you're allowed to pay him and leave the item by him. What happens though, says the b'raisa, if you don't trust him, then you're allowed to put it in a house that's near the uman. If you're worried that it's going to get stolen, then you could bring it home. Of course, the b'raisa says you have to do it bitsina. The Gemara is doiche, this teret, because over there in P'sachim it says not only Mivim, but even mailichin. And mailichin, there's no way that you can understand according to the second teret. And therefore the Gemara goes back to the first teret. So we, we have a b'risa here that tells us that anything that's not letzer hamoit, you're not allowed to bring home from the base of uman. But then the Braises said that if the uman doesn't have what to eat, then you're allowed to pay him on Cholomoyed in order that he should have what he needs. And the item that you gave him, you leave with him. Asks the Mogan Avram, over there in Tavkov Lamedalad, why is the question as to whether you could pay him and leave your item in his house dependent on whether he has what to eat or he doesn't have what to eat? Ainloy loy is a hetter that allows you to do malachis on cholamoyd. Right now, we're talking about paying the uman. Now, paying the uman shouldn't be dependent on whether he has what to eat or not. Even if he has what to eat, you're just paying a choyv. You're allowed to pay a choyv on cholamoyd if you're leaving the item in his house. You're not taking it home. What could be the problem? So the Morgon of Rome says that chenami. When it says in the b'raisa um, That's not to the exclusion Of somebody who is ma Somebody who has what to eat You're also allowed to pay him And leave the item in his house What the b'raisa means to say Is that it's only a person is That the rest of the b'raisa is said The rest of the b'raisa says v'im loy ma minoy, loy. And of course finally That if you don't have a place to put it You're allowed to take it home all this, says the Mugan Avram, is only true in the event that the person is Ainloy Ma Why is that? Because if he's yeshloy Ma then it's preferable not to pay him. Since you are going to be in a situation that once you pay him, you don't trust him and you don't want to leave it by him. And then you're forced to take it home. Well, who told you to do that? Don't give him the money now. Wait until after Yom Tif. That's when you'll pay him and then you'll take the item home. What is causing the heter to bring it home is because you paid him the money and you don't trust him to keep it there. So really, if he's yesh loim that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to not pay him, wait until after yomtiv. However, if he's emloim hayoichel, then you have a chiev to pay him because you want to make sure that he has what to eat. So it's then that you're stuck with the problem that now you don't trust him to keep your thing once you paid him already. And that's when the bride says a special kula that you're allowed to bring it to the bayasa samachloy, and if you have a chashash, it's going to get stolen, or you don't trust him, so then you're allowed to bring a pitzinah into your house. The Prima over there on that Magen Avram has a very interesting Shila. The halacha is, and this is Gepaskind in Cheshemishbet, Simon Shinvav, Sif Aleph, that kol hu umanim shaymri him. If an uman has my object, he has a din of a shaymri socher. Which means that he's chayev by If somebody is watching something for me for free, he's pater and geneva he's only chayev for pshia. But if he's getting paid or he has some sort of benefit from the object that he's holding, then he's called a shaymer sachar. And a shaymer sachar is chayiv geneva The uman is receiving a benefit by holding my item because it gets him the payment that he needs. However, let's say the uman calls me up and he notifies me that my thing is finished. He says gemartiv. Or he says, shulcha, Take your item and bring me the money. Then he changes into a Shemar Chino, because he's finished his job already. So this item is not servicing him anymore. There is one case in which he remains a Shemar Chino, and that is if he expresses the fact that he's going to hold on to the item until you bring the money. So then the item is still servicing him because it's like a mashkin. So if he says to him, moiz shulcha, First he says, take, Bring your money and then take your object. Then he remains a shamer sachar So I'll cope upon him. In a regular case, the din is that once he notifies me that he's finished his job and I should come pick it up, then he turns into a shamer chinam. Ask the prima godim. What about in our case? Do we say that as soon as the uman notifies him, he changes into a shamer or, says the Primagodim, perhaps, even though in an ordinary case, he changes into a Shemachinam, nevertheless in our case, since it's Cholomoyed, and the Balabayist is not allowed to bring it home, then we consider it as if he hasn't yet told him toila or Gemartiv. It's as if he hasn't notified him that he's finished. And he would then remain a Shemer sacher. What the Primagodim means to say is that the whole idea that when I say to you Gemartiv, I'm finished working on your thing, and now you should come pick it up, is terminating the relationship of a Baal Bais to an Uman and changing it into a relationship of a Baal Bais to a Shoymer. And he's saying that you cannot terminate the relationship of a Bais to an Uman unless it's actually available for him to pick it up. Because part of the original understanding is that when you give me the thing to work on, I'm also becoming a Shoymer Sachar, and I remain a Shemer Sachar until I make it available for you to pick it up. By telling you on Chalamoyed, come and pick it up, I'm not really making it available to you because the halacha says you're not allowed to pick it up. And the primagodim ends up with the tzarek, and he's not sure how to paskin in such a case. Now we mentioned from the Mugen Avram the fact that it's really mutter for anybody, even when the uman has what to eat, to bring the money to him and give it to him on Chalamoyed. So, when the Brisa says that it's only Ainloy ma yoichal, then nois loy schoray, the Brisa doesn't mean that only in that case it's nois loy shore. Anytime you're allowed to be nois loy the Brisa just means that em, em, loy, that's when he has the hetter mentioned later in the Brisa to bring it home bitsinah if he doesn't trust him. Masha if the guy has what to eat, then when he doesn't trust him, then he's not allowed to bring him over the money and then. So rely on the hetter to bring it to Revel Yashiv in his Aris over here says that from the Lushan of the brisa, it's mashba not like the Maghun Avram is saying. Because the Lushan of the brisa is mashba only in Eloi Ma Yoichal, then you're allowed to bring him the money. If he's Yeshloi Ma Yoichal, then you shouldn't bring him the money at all. Why is that? The Maghun Avram seemingly is right. There's no reason why it should be ushered to be Perech Chhoiva and he answers based on the rule that uman is kaine b'shvach kli. We mentioned this rule on a few days. And that is that as soon as the uman is mashbiach, a person's kli, he makes it worth more. Because of the work that he puts into it, he gets a kinyan in that kli. Therefore, says Rabbi Yashiv, when I go and give him the money, what I'm really doing is giving him money for a purchase. Because the gedr adavr, when I get something back from an uman and pay him for it, what I'm really doing is buying back my kli, which he was kinda. Or at least, according to most Shitas, you're buying back the Shvach that the Omen was Mashpeach. He doesn't have a Kenyan in the whole clique. Now, what Rabbi means to say is that even though we don't paskin, Omen Khan Rishvach Kli, and Simen Shin Vav and Choshe Mishbet, it's Nifzak that ain't Omen Khan Rishvach but it could be that this Brysa is of the opinion that Omen Khan Rishvach and since the omen is actually Kaina cheluk, of my Kli, when I give him the money, I'm doing Mekechu Memker on Cholomoyt, and that you're not allowed to do. You're allowed to pay a balchayv but you're not allowed to do commerce. You're not allowed to buy and sell things. However, what he's saying is actually dependent on a machloikas between the ktsois and the Nasivis over there in simen shin vav, whether an omen is actually kainu kli in all cases or not. According to the Nasivis over there, the rule that omen kainu kli is only a halacha that is said in the event that the omen messes up. Because, generally speaking, the omen is maktah to the Baal Bayes. He did it on his behalf. Only when he messes up, and it's going to cause him to have to pay more money, that's when the uman is not maktah back to the Baal Bayes. It's a large discussion over there. Between the Ktsois and the Nasivis. what Rabbi Yashiv is saying is only Bidas HaKtsois. The Mishnah tells us, The Mishnah tells us, You're allowed to cover tziois. Tziois are figs that were laid out in the sun in order to dry. And you're allowed to cover them to protect them from rainwater... Because it's a dovrha of it, Reb Yehuda says af ma'aven. You're even allowed to do ma'aven, not just Machapin. Now, what does ma'avin mean? The Gemara discusses it. The Gemara brings a machlokes between Reb Bar Abba together with Reb Asi against Reb Yochanan. Reb Bar Abba and Reb Asi are both going in the name of Chizkia, and Reb Yochanan argues with them. That means, there. number one holds that mechapen, which it says in the Mishnah is mutter, means to cover the ktsiyas, but a kisui rafa. A means a weaker type of kisui because you do not put the sticks or the branches that serves as your cover close together. You leave spaces in between them. So it is a... Inferior type of covering. And asmuchay means thick. You put the pieces together. And that, where the, that is where the Lushen of maavin would come from. So according to De'er number one, Rabbi Yehuda's Chita is that you're allowed to put it close together. And the Tanakam holds you're not allowed to do that. Dea number two holds that Mechapen means cover it, whether you cover it by putting them far apart or you even cover it putting them close together. That all goes under the car- category of Mechapen, which is mutter according to the Tanakama. What is Maaven, which is asr according to the Tanakama and mutter according to kimin kri, Meaning that you put the figs together and you make it like a pile so that it's easier to cover the whole thing at once. So it seems that that would take more work than both Aklushe and Asmuchhe. The Gemara then brings a Raya, Tanyanami Hochi, that Ma'aven actually means, Osoy Sekimin Kri. Now the Rambam, in Hilchas Yom Per Perk, Ches says simply, O es Haktsies B'Kash Kodei He doesn't tell us what type of Mechapen is Mutter. Says the Maggib the reason why he soysim is because he holds that whether you do it a aklushe or you do it asmuchhe, it would be mutter. Since the Gemara brought a tanya namihachi to show that Rabbi Yehuda, who goes further than the tanakamah actually is going to the extreme case of making it into a Cree, you see from that, that according to the Tanakhama, the heter would be true whether you did it with spaces in between or you put them closer together. Because the pirish of mechapen is dependent on how you understand ma'aven. However, the tour in Simen Tafkof Lamarches says, If he had figs that were spread out in the field to dry, the Yoreme motor is afraid of rainwater. You're allowed to cover the figs a weaker kisui and not a thicker kisui. Says the Beis if you see that the tour is paskining like the first daya in the Gemara, that Mechapen means Aklushay and Maaven means Asmuchay. And since he paskins like the Tanakama, who's only mater mechapin and not maavin, he paskins that you're allowed to only do a kisui rafa. But he asks that the Rama luchira is right because, as the Magen says, there's a tanya kavosi to the second sheet. The Gemara says tanya ma maavin means oisoi sicmin kri, and if maavin means oisoi sicmin kri, then mechapin means bain rafa bain av. So you have to learn that the Torah understands that these are two independent discussions. Even though we brought a tanya namihochi to show that when Rabbi Yehuda is mater afma avin, it means that you're allowed to make it into a kri. There's still a mukam to say that mechapen only means a Even though it's very strange, one has to wonder why would the tour learn that way from the Gemara? It sounds like the two discussions are dependent on each other. On Kol Panim, because of the kash of Yosef, has on him the in the Shochanarichi paskins like the Rambam and not like the tour.